It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Brad Sellers, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, here with Cavalier legend Campy Russell. Campy, who does Cavalier TV, analyst work for the Cavs. Campy, talk about the excitement built around this team now that Donovan Mitchell has, has joined the fray here. Well, Bradley, you know, as you know, and I've always called you Bradley, but Brad, uh, you know, as you know, there is a lot of excitement about this basketball team, and I think it just goes back to the people who we have added to this basketball team, and it definitely started with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, a dynamic player, a guy that uh, creates all kinds of problems on both ends of the floor. Uh, he's definitely going to add a whole lot more value to this basketball team, uh, along with the guys that, are, that we already have. Uh, you know, last year, as you know, we were really, really good as a basketball team, and having Donovan, uh, as well as having these other guys, increase their roles, as well as getting stronger and feeling more confident as a team, I'm looking forward to uh, watching a very good. Cleveland Cavalier basketball game, our basketball team that's going to compete at a high level all season long. Well, Campion, you know this team inside and out. And talk about the job that Kobe Altman has done and the front office staff has done to put us in a position to be successful. You know, when you talk about Kobe Altman, Kobe has done a great job of understanding what he needed for this basketball team along with uh, Coach Bickerstaff. And they've had the resources to go out and do that and get the right people so when you look at Kobe, you know, I just think he's a guy that has a great vision, a great feel for this team, a great understanding of what needs to be added to this basketball team to continue to allow them to go to the next uh, to the next level. So you have to give a lot of credit to Kobe in terms of his vision and just understanding where he wants to go and where he wants to take this team. And he's done a great job of that. And finally, can we talk about this, how this team is built for the future and longevity? So much youth was on this team. Uh, talk about how that positions this team and this club to move forward. And, I, and I, I think, again, I think that goes back to Kobe Altman, understanding that it's about youth, it's about talent, it's about putting all these guys in the right place to be successful. And Kobe has done that. And you look at this team as a whole, you know, the sky is the limit because we're talking about a lot of young guys who have a lot of talent, have a, got a lot of will, have a lot of determination, and they're willing to play the game the right way. So when you put all those elements together, you are looking at longevity because you're talking about youth, you're talking about skill set, you're talking about size, and when all those elements come together, you can't do anything but have a very successful team, and I think we're moving in that direction. You heard it first here. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, a Cavalier legend, Campy Russell, does Cavalier TV, giving his first post-game analysis for this upcoming season for the 22-23 Cleveland Cavalier season. Thank you, Campy. All right, and thank you, Brad. Brad. Thank you, Brad. Every time, there it is. There's the uh, the signature right next to Bernie Kozar on our Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show board. Man, we got we got to have people back in. We, we got Coach Kyle the second time, which is good, so he can go sign the board. But we didn't have people all up in here and ain't signed that board yet. Man. I know, we, we really didn't. We dropped the ball. I, yeah. I had thought about it probably three or four months into the show. Um, I had mentioned that on Cold Pizza, we had the signature board with our logo, and they would sign it, and about every three months when it would be full, we would auction them off, mm. and they would go for ridiculous money because 
everybody came through New York. So, yeah. I mean, it was A-list, right, right, all right. filled with A-list signatures. So it'll take us a while to get that thing filled, but eventually maybe we can um, raise some money for some charities in, yeah. in Northeast Ohio. And the NBA, by the way, the NBA season starts tonight, of course, with two games. Oh, so really? Well, who's playing? I don't even know who's playing tonight. Yeah, Lakers-Warriors. I knew the Lakers the were on the schedule. Oh, tonight. wow, Lakers-Warriors. Right Off bat? Damn. Oh, they, always, they always start big. I might, I might have to watch that. Like, and then yeah. the Cavs play their first game tomorrow in Toronto. Also, Philly-Boston yeah. is the uh, first game. Doubleheader on TNT. Well, okay. that was the other thing it's we were talking about. That was the other thing we were talking about yesterday with the with the game time today of the Guardians. What do you do? And you made the great point. Well, you don't have to go against Monday Night Football if you move it to today. But TNT's got the games tonight, so yeah. TBS doesn't want to put baseball right. and suck viewers away yep. from basketball. Right. So they found that sweet spot. I we I was under the impression it was going to be one o'clock. I, I, I kept saying four o'clock's better. One, at one. least kids can watch it. You know, you get the that's kids. part of the reason you don't want to play the game at ten, eleven at night. Right. Kids can't watch it. Right. You know? yeah. Not that they care that much. So but they should. You play at four o'clock. You can get to the winner. Can get to Houston a little bit earlier than a seven o'clock game. Uh, yeah. So they found that sweet spot for four. Yeah. O'clock Obviously, the number is at its biggest when you can put that game in prime time. Yeah. Sure. Um, and it's interesting. Historically, Major League Baseball playoff games, unless it's the World Series, lose big. To Monday Night Football, uh, but you know that. Well, I got to tell you guys, the product this year in the NFL is as bad as I've seen it in a long time. Jay, you, we were talking about that week. Two. I went right in we, early we, on week that. two, and I, I'm interested to see what you guys think about it in, in, in general. Like the product, the passing game, the overall productivity, offensively, and defense. It's just me. not there. It's, it's weird not. because it's it. it, it you would think like the offense has been down for the first time in forever. Yep. And I still want to see the whole season to see if that changes. But you'd think it's like, okay, there's a bunch of like elite defensive teams, and I just don't see that either. No. I just Bills think- right now are the number one defense in the NFL. Right. Bills. Yeah. Maybe and guys, when you, when you, the way I've, I don't know that there's a team that's going to stop Buffalo. I think this could be one of the most boring seasons slash postseasons that we've had in a long time because we had the debate earlier this week. Yeah. The one time that you wanted to kill all of us, you were absolutely <laughs> filled with hate. Yes. We are talking about what's better, the great offense or the great defense. Yeah. Well, we got a team right now that has both. And everybody else to me looks pedestrian. Can you imagine Tom if- Brady against the Steelers. Aaron Rodgers last yeah. week. What are we looking at? There's three good teams in the NFL. There's three. The Bulls, the Chiefs. Uh, the, the Bills. The Bills. <laughs> the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. There's three it teams. It is early, though. It is early. There's I know, but I mean, it's not like we're three weeks I'm not weeks saying in. they're going to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's week right. seven. We're, no, we're in week seven now. Agreed. But and, I and, actually and, do think they're going to be. It's most a Bills, of the Eagles, teams in the NFL look very mediocre. There's not a lot of awful teams either. Everybody kind of looks... Like a, like I think you're average right about or that. a little there's below. There's like 20 that are grouped in the middle. Yeah. And then there's six that are really, really bad. Yeah. And there's probably six that are that you can consider. Yeah, there'll right be now some other teams. Win. There'll be some other teams that may have gotten off the slow starts that will pick it well, up and Cincinnati look better. Cincinnati last year, nobody nobody would have right. picked them. And after the you Browns, know, we'll see. They, you know, but it's right. Exactly. Given, given all these quarterbacks too, the quarterback play has just been it's just bad. head scratching. It just Russell had, Wilson sucks. Russell Wilson is horrible. Wilson, Rodgers, and Brady all look kind of shocked. Terrible. That is a big contract that man just signed. You aren't kidding. And that could have been the Browns. That's what were the actual numbers? Do we know what the last offer the Browns had on the table to Baker Mayfield? Do we know what that never made an offer? I because I had heard that they they silently made and threw a number out to his team, and his team said, "You're not close." I. It's my understanding they never made an offer. 
Interesting. Maybe okay. they made an unofficial offer that was so That's what I heard. I heard that there take. was an unofficial number knows? that was floated around as a starting point, and yeah. the response was, you're way off. And the Browns were like, well, then we yeah. got nothing to do then here. We have nothing yeah. to talk about. And so they may have been saved. Because imagine if you're the if you're the Broncos and you're looking at that deal. Right. Wow. What's funny is, in the first quarter last night, he started like 10 he for 10. He looked great. And yeah. then he just couldn't complete a pass the rest of the it's, night. He got good Russell and bad Russell. And, but and he's mostly been bad Russell. I, I, pretty much the whole season. I got a theory. I, I, I think. Yeah, what's your theory? My, my theory of, of why teams are looking the way they look. I think that when you look at the rules and they don't want people to get hurt, the fundamentals of playing football happened in the offseason, right? And they drill that stuff. But now they don't tackle, right? So you don't ever but tackle. But that's been going on a while. Why but, all of a sudden? But, but, but here's the thing. Yeah. You don't get bad overnight. You slowly but surely get to a place where, think about it, if you, you don't get out of shape overnight, mm-hmm. you just start eating bad. And then four months later, you're like, wow, I need to go ahead and do this. With, with, with football fundamentals, if you're not teaching tackling because you don't do it, people re- rarely play their guys in, in the um, post, or excuse me, preseason. And you got a mix of guys that really don't interact with each other. Like, guys train on their own over here and train right. Usually back in the day, you had two practices. You knew you was tackling. You knew you was going to do all of the stuff that you needed to do. And now because of the safety angles, they don't do the things that – it's like saying in basketball, we're not going to shoot the ball. No, you got to shoot. That's the building block of the sport. That's the sport. Coach talked about it. He (laughs) talked about, you know – the fundamentals right. of tackling and going through and doing that again. And I wonder there might be something to that. But why does? But but if that's I, the case, the yeah. offensive numbers should right. be through the roof. That's what I was going to say. I get it. I agree with you. Right. And that. And over time, over time, you're right. The less you do the fundamentals of tackling, the worse in theory the younger players. You're going to have more and more younger players who have practiced. It just less. seems yeah, to tackle. be like the defenses overnight. Yeah. Caught up. And I wonder. I wonder. Let me throw this out as a theory. Yeah. Except here. It's it, it, the league, yeah. Except except for us, except the league is, the league is a copycat league. They they see what teams that are successful are doing, and then they emulate it. And I think because of that, it's like a pendulum that goes this way. Offense is is very important, yep. and then it kind of wait. We've neglected the defense, and then it swings back defensively. I wonder if anybody's done any analytics work on the draft. How many players are typically taken on the offensive side during drafts? <clears throat> How many are taken on the defensive side? First round, overall, has have we seen a shift to where teams are starting to put more attention on defense because the offenses were so good? Look at the Bills. The Bills knew our offense is great. Yeah. We have to rework our defense. Yeah. And they put I, a lot of emphasis on that did. side of the ball. It's stunning to me they're the the top-ranked defense. Leslie Frazier's done a phenomenal job. Oh, my God. That, because oh, yeah. he deserves – if anybody deserves a head coaching job, it's, him. it's Leslie Frazier. Yeah, you're absolutely And right. all the injuries that they've had on the defensive side. Yeah, it's true. Well, they've had a ton of – They've had a Imagine they actually get a good running back there. Which, if they're – I, I wonder if – is Carolina more likely if they're – I think you should be in – I know it's week six. You hate to be in dismantle mode already. But they fired their coach. Yep. They traded Fire. their one of their star receivers. Fire yeah. sale. I wonder if they don't make a deal with Buffalo. And if yeah. they do, the other 31 teams are going to groan and exhale oh. all at the same time. By the way. Because if you put Christian McCaffrey on the Bills and he stays healthy, this thing's a wrap. I'll tell you something else. It doesn't even have to be McCaffrey if he's too big a it price. Could, it, could it could be, be Kareem Hunt. could be Kareem Hunt. Woo! And on that note, yeah. should the Browns be in the market? Woo! Should they, should they be shopping Kareem Hunt? 
They're not using them. Yeah, I don't think they should today. But if they lose their next two games, they Which should. Is possible. Right, because the trade deadline's been pushed back in recent years. I can't remember what week it's after. Yeah, I can't either. It's, I think we've got at least another couple of weeks. No. If, they, if they're two and six, then they Why should absolutely them? trade. Yeah, get what you can for them. Because he's um, not going to be here next year, G. What I do know you, you get for him? should, but he's no, not no, going no. to. I, I'm, I, what do I you mean, even get for him? No, I'm, I'm not, not a lot. Third round, fourth round, I don't know. What if you take just any pick back, though, after the Watson trade where you depleted your draft yeah, capital? You need, Wouldn't you take you anything picks. back from him in that set? Yeah, I mean, you take whatever you can get back because. Well, yeah, I guess it would have to be worth more than the compensatory pick you would get from right, him. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But the compensatory pick you have to wait an extra year for, but. Yeah, I mean, if you can get a third round pick, which I'm sure, I bet you can get a third round pick. The benefit of sucking is that you you get a good pick. Yeah. Um, the Browns don't have that luxury. No, but in the if end, they finish 26th and would have the sixth that, pick in the draft, that's why that's gone. Think about this. That's right, why that right, move right. can be so punitive. And that, this organization. And, and, right, but and, and, if, if Watson ends up being the if, guy, it won't but, matter. If, but I that's, feel a lot yeah, less confident today than I ever that's have. That's why that. I'm, I'm so – when people say they punt it on this season, I go, no, 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 no. There's no way you can punt on this season and you have draft capital in Deshaun Watson, you you don't have first-round picks. So the thought process that you're going to just be bad and not do it. Yeah, but G. Bush, if you're 2-6, and six, and that's what they're staring at right now. I, I, I get it. I mean, it. you can't think that we're in this thing to win it at 2-6. No, and six. no, what I'm saying is they should have been thinking about this before the season started. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, like, right. If you got all that. No, I don't think they were ever punting the season on purpose. No, no but no, I, not at all. I mean, I don't want to relitigate yesterday, yeah. but this is the point I've been making is when the suspension went to 11 games, you're screwed. You knew you were screwed. Yeah. And they didn't do anything about it. They went with Jacoby Brissett and, and said, we're just going to ride or die with Jacoby By Brissett. By the way, um, and not that this should surprise anybody, but I think Garoppolo's looked pretty damn good this year. Although they just and, lost and this week. He was no, they, they did lose, but I mean his yeah. his numbers at one point. I was checking on Sunday. Yeah. At one point, I think he hit his first eleven throws. Um, I don't know what the difference would have been. I feel like with great quarterback play. This team isn't two and four. They're maybe five and one. Yeah, but I don't think Garoppolo gives you great quarterback play. It, he gives you better, gives you better competent you quarterback he play. He gives you better than what you've got. He, he, With you Deshaun know. Watson, I think they're five and one. I, I, w- I would love to ask Andrew Barry. I would we'll love to ask him, like, hey, you you do what defensive tackles you had, right? Like, you, you did not. You, there wasn't like somebody was hurt and they were bringing them back. It wasn't like you, you looked at the linebacker core. You know, Anthony Walker, that, that hurts you, right? But. I mean, you got guys that are, are look like they come off the streets. Yeah. So even if you had Deshaun Watson, right. what what made you believe that this was going to happen? Because now you're going to at least have to find somebody to plug those holes next year. Jason, yeah. they've clearly devalued that position like they have the linebackers. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't either. But that's, I mean, like the answer to your question is, and he would never be honest, but the real question here is, If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What value does the organization place on D-linemen 
interior D-linemen, and linebackers that you have so obviously neglected those spots. Well, they did draft JOK high. Now, he may not be playing well, but they did draft And I, I still think Anthony Walker's absence has a lot to do with why JOK is right. not playing well. And, I, I, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think linebackers across the league have been devalued. Yes, they have been. And yes. it's they all, the emphasis is on defensive backs because everybody's playing nickel and dime. Sure. So, I, I get that component of it, I think. I understand it a little bit more. But, but I the agree. D-line, the, I don't. The, the, the tackles yeah, particularly I mean, for two years now. They did this two. last year too. Yeah, I know. Where they just get a couple guys. And they guys. had a couple good ones in the in the organization that they let I get really, away. I really liked uh, Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. Thank you. I, I, I was stunned name. when they let yeah, Ogunjobi go. Yeah, I liked go. Ogunjobi, uh, the guy who left and went to the Vikings. Um, man, Sheldon I can't Richardson. remember. Sheldon Thank Richardson. You. I like Sheldon Richardson. It was, it was those two moves that told me Oh, okay. So they're giving up on that position. They think that they're so strong on the bookends and, and that they, the middle doesn't or, matter. Or they misevaluated the guys they they brought in at defensive. Well, back. Richardson Possibly, was, but cut they didn't loose. put a lot of capital into those guys. No, they didn't. They Richardson, were late but you picks. can't put a lot of capital into every position. They no, have, you know what? Yeah. I, it was thirteen million, right? They didn't want to pay. Sheldon well, after Richardson. they signed Jadavian is when they cut right. yeah, yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson. Richardson. I, yeah. You know, you just made a good point. You can't you can't go in on every position. Yeah. Give me a team, offensively and defensively of above average guys without the real superstars. Obviously, you're going to need a superstar quarterback. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But the way the Bills have done this, I don't know where their weakness is. Like, you can look at – and, and this is not a surprise to us. It wasn't a pop quiz. Mm -hmm. Before this season started, we said, where are the wide receivers? Yeah. Where yeah. are the linebackers, even with AWOL healthy? Where are the defensive linemen on the interior? Everybody knew that they were deficient at these spots. Well – You've got superstar t uh, defensive end here, superstar defensive end here, superstar running backs, now a close to superstar yeah. and Amari Cooper wide receiver. I think we got too enamored by the big marquee names. Well, and OBJ and, and Landry were another example of that. Instead of just going really solid like we have on the offensive line at every position, spread that well. True, but... They, I mean, they ha they're paying a ton of money to two guards in the offensive line. It's not like, and I'm they glad got, they are. They got stars at guard. I think that's I'll, where you win. Though. I'll put tight end together with wide receiver. I think in terms of pass catchers, the Browns are fine. I think we made a huge deal about it, but we're not adept at wide receiver, though. I mean, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones has been good. He's been he, good. He hasn't. Yeah, he, he, has. he hasn't. If that's if 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 that's your number two receiver. You're going to be exactly where the Browns are, two and four. Well, I'd say he's their number three receiver because I think I'd count. Well, Njoku. Njoku, Njoku is has clearly become that guy. Yeah. But I just don't think we have enough enough depth at that position. I think they're fine. Catch. I think Donovan Peoples Jones is fine. There's good teams with worse number two wide receivers than him. They would or equal. We, we would be okay with it. Could anybody even name the Chiefs' number one wide receiver? Well, you don't need to because yeah, yeah, they have yeah, eight guys that yeah, catch the ball yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah, they got eight. They got Kelsey and Juju Smith. Go look at their receiving Juju box scores. Is just a guy. I mean, he. Has they don't have guy. that elite standout guy. Right. But that's to my point. Right. My point is, if you've got six guys in that room that are capable of on any given day catching ten balls, how many guys do the Browns have right now that are capable? I don't of think they have. So, I think Tyreek Hill's really old. I mean, look at their Travis. Look Kelsey. at their distribution chart. It's insane. Yeah, but nobody's catching ten balls besides. They don't. Because they don't need they them. Don't need right, but none of those guys. Donovan Peoples-Jones is as good as any of their receivers. I, I like DPJ this year. I, I, I think he's played coming, well. I, I, I think he's becoming well. the guy that we but thought he was. Beyond him, I agree with you. such a drop-off after. Beyond him, I agree with you. David Bell's been on a milk cart. Why, why, uh, they, don't you, know, you believe? Can't find him. The way I look at it like this is, I think that Coach Stefanski 
and, and this is just, just my critique. I think Coach Stefanski has an issue with, with finding ways to get his best people involved. Even when you go back to Odell Beckham Jr., they couldn't find him. They didn't really spot shadow him. They just couldn't really do it. We said, well, maybe Baker's better spreading it around. Now you get to a point now where you look at Kareem Hunt's, um, you know, carries. If you are going to say that, that Nick Chubb is on a pitch count, then that would mean if you're still a running team, the carries, carries that you don't give to him, yeah. you give to Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that didn't happen Sunday. But you still see that Kareem Hunt's not getting the ball. So my thought process is, what is your philosophy? If you're just saying our philosophy is to be a run-first team, yet you're, you're not distributing the carries to your second back that could really pay dividends, then I'll ask the question, what, what are we doing? Well, I mean, I think Kareem Hunt's got a decent amount of carries before this week. No. And Nick Chubb is number two in the league in, in carries. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that he's used them well at all. I, used him well, I, may, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think he. I mean, he's been a part of the offense. I would have liked to be a big, bigger part Let, of the offense, let's, let's especially this. this past week. Let's specifically match the Browns' offense with the Ravens' defense and how they attack them. And by the way, yeah. Since Wink Martindale has left um, and clearly taken his acumen where he went, the yeah. Ravens' defense. I, I was stunned when I looked up these numbers. I knew they weren't good. Yeah. But it's been a long time since we've seen a Ravens' defense ranked 25th in yards per game and 20th in points per game. The Browns' offense, guys, it doesn't feel that way because they're sitting at 2-4. and four. The Browns' offense, 4th in yards per game, 7th in points per game. On paper, and I know they play it on grass, on paper, the Browns should be able to roll 30 on this Ravens' yeah. defense. How do they attack it, Jason? How do they start? Well, the Ravens last year, it was the first time I've ever seen, with my own eyes, sitting in a press box a game, where a defense put nine in the box. Baltimore put nine in the box against Baker last year and yeah. said, well, you can't throw the ball. We don't think you can throw the ball. Try and throw the ball. And they, could, and they couldn't. They couldn't do it. They were right. And, and I would suspect that we're going to see something similar Sunday. Right. They were so aggressive at trying to stop Nick Chubb. Again, going back to the conversation we had yesterday, every team tries to do it. Bill's just better at it than most. Well, the Ravens totally sold out last year to the run and put nine in the box and force the Browns to try and beat them throwing the ball, I would suspect we're probably going to see something similar yeah. on and they Sunday. They did that against the Giants last week because they're, they're, the Giants, similar to the Browns, don't have a good quarterback right now. They have a great running back in Saquon Barkley, the only guy who has more carries than, uh, than Nick Chubb. And Saquon had like a, a good game, but not a – you know, like he had 88 yards, but it was on a lot of carries. Yeah. So he didn't have a great game. I watched a little bit of it later. Uh, and I saw – obviously, I saw the Ravens play against the Bengals the week before, and the Bengals are not running the ball very well. But – um, yeah, I don't. I, I just think, well, first of all, as you said, Wink Martindale's not there, so their defense is different. Than they still last have the year. film. They still know what works. Right, but I know, but it, it's different. They don't it's have different. the talent up front that they've had. The Ravens don't have the talent up front, but they haven't been easy to run on so far. Like Barkley again, the Giant, but they see their defense four weeks in a row. The Ravens has completely, like the Browns, has fallen apart in the second half. Yeah. They have blown double – in the last four games, they're one and three, and they have blown a double-digit lead in all four games. Three ended up being losses. The one against the Bengals, they did come back and win on a game-winning field goal. I, 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 I think They've got their problems, too. They're not playing that great. Everybody crazy. in the division is I, yeah. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. Here's, and I told myself before I came in here today, yeah. and you know what? I'm, I'm no longer looking at any 
other previous stats for, for what the teams do before they come play the Browns. Yeah. I can sit up here all day and say, well, they're struggling too. Well, well they're struggling too. Because the Chargers too. were 32nd second no, in run. Yeah. We, we, the Browns no longer have the luxury of looking at stats from other teams because obviously those teams are better than we are. If you look at their schedule, yeah. look at who they play. We know the Jets is for it too, right? Mm-hmm. So they played the Jets. They won that football game. Uh, Dolphins, we know what the Dolphins looked like when Tua was here. They they were a much better team. Now he got a little hurt. They lost but, that game. But they lost that game, and yeah. the Dolphins are good. The Patriots. Big, we that's just, one of the games that blew a big, big Hugely. Lead. We just saw the Patriots. We know what it is, and they played with a third-string quarterback. They've won that game. Then you go to the Bills. They lost to the Bills by three. We just got done talking about yeah. how the Bills is smoking everybody. They lost that game. They played the Bengals. They came back in that game. So you look at the people that the, the Ravens have played compared to what the Browns have played. They play a better schedule. They play marquee names. They've been close in all those games. And we are now trending to we get beat by Zappies, not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's hard to have a lot of ap- optimism for the Browns right now. None. But I guarantee you in sports talk radio in Baltimore and Cincinnati, they're having the same conversations about the team being disappointing. Uh, maybe not to the degree that we are, because the Browns are two and four, and those teams are three and three. But those, but but you know, those teams went in with higher expectations at least early because they had their quarterbacks, and yeah. the Browns don't. Yeah. So those teams have their issues too. Can you name a wide receiver right now in the Ravens? Can anybody? No. Duvernay. Uh, Bateman. He's, a, he's Bateman's a, hurt. I don't, I don't know, know if he's playing this week. He hasn't played. He's, he's missed the last couple. He's their he's best still receiver. On the team. He's their best receiver, and he's just at this point he's okay. Hey, he's on my team. They got be the, nice. They All got. Right. Let's be. Clear. You by the way, you beat G. Yeah. You Can me, we name any receivers on back. the Patriots going into Sunday's game? No. Like, no. We're not using. We can't use that no more. Yeah. <laughs> we, that's Guys, done. <laughs> I still don't know. We're analyzing a game. We still have to bring these things up. I'm not saying it might not turn out to be that big a deal. This Ravens team was. But the Ravens have 35-14 on Miami. Yeah. And blew it. The fourth quarter, thirty-five to fourteen. Yeah. So I think like, lead to the like Cleveland. Yeah. They're look. They're not as concerned offensively because as long as you have Lamar Jackson, he could you know right. go Yahtzee any game of the week. It he doesn't can. matter. And any he hasn't played great the last couple of and weeks. And the Browns have done okay. They have done okay. They have. They have. Let's hope that continues. The way the defense has looked this I know. year. I know. The defense of the Browns is ranked, I think, thirtieth this year. I believe they've they were, given they up more points about than any team number in the league. One. I believe they've given up the most points in the NFL. I mean, it's, it, they may have. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing. They good. have. A, this is this is crazy. That I'm sitting here saying this. This is crazy. The Browns literally, if they keep the same defenders that they have, there is no way they're winning this game. And they didn't. They, you didn't get no D tackles this week. Clowny don't play. There is zero chance that they win this game. Do we period. know what the? Uh, I, I have a fear that the what Garrett is the spread, injury by the way? Is, is, is more it? serious than we know. Of course, six it is. and a half. The Ravens are favored by six and a wow. half. Yeah, it's like this is a fourteen-point game or anything. I mean, come do on. we do we know oh, anything that. more about the Garrett situation with the shoulder? Yeah. No, I mean he's playing. He couldn't put a shirt on Sunday after the right. game. I was watching him in the locker room. Like Andrew. it was one of those where he was like really, really yeah, struggling I'm, to I'm, get it. I'm afraid that that's going to end up being. Worse than we think. He injured at this point. Like you could tell, he's, he's not 100. percent Like this is probably something that's going to linger all year. Yeah, and it was a like, car accident. Yeah, even know. He, his car flipped over like 12 times. Like, think about it. Like, he, and know. then you played a week later. I could, I already, I could tell immediately when he was going through the bags and hoops. He was dipping, clubbing, and ripping, and that one arm was sitting here. I said that looked real cute. You, you can find out a way to club and rip with one hand. That's the first thing I noticed. When he tried to go grab the quarterback and he just grabbed him and just threw him down, 
you could tell midway through, he was like, man, I, I can't even really use this arm right here. And, and that's one of the things that you need to have as a defensive lineman is to be able to get off blocks, is to punch and release. He can't punch. It feels like another season, we've had so many with this team, that started with so much optimism. And just here we are, we're going into week seven, and we just feel like it's all up in smoke yet again. Man, yep. it I, all could change in one week. I was never that. Were we really was, optimistic? We no. didn't pick them to make the playoffs. No. Here, I'm talking about before we knew it was going to be 11 games. When oh, we thought, well, remember, yeah, initially sure. it was four. We're like, what? It was six, wasn't it? No. Originally, when the thought was he's going to get four games. Yeah. And I think that's what management was banking on. I, Let's get through four. You got him for 13. Four to six was the range they it were kind of thinking. It ends up that we lose him for 11 and it just so that was the first domino. Yeah. And and then the Garrett thing and the poor play and the blown leads. And it's just like from where we were, I wasn't thinking Super Bowl, but I was thinking this team could make the playoffs. But, but, but you gotta, even when the eleven game thing came out. It, six and five, Watson rides in and saves the day. But no. when you look at the defense, that's why it's so egregious. That's why I'm 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 so up in arms because you knew what it was. You, Jacoby Brissett, for the most part, is playing above his pay grade. He had interceptions, but here's the thing. When you down that many points, you throw in the football. So for the defense, they were supposed to come in here and be the strong suit. And then it was like, maybe, I don't know why they think Deshaun Watson helps you tackle. Or Deshaun Watson's no, going to make you. Deshaun Watson can, oh, don't you agree if they had Deshaun Watson, they'd be, they'd be four and two at least, and if not five and one? I don't agree All with that. All their losses were close except I, for this last game. I, I don't. I, but here's the thing. They didn't lose those games because of the offense. I know they didn't lose because of the offense. They lost because but, of late interceptions when they right, were driving and, and trying and to Deshaun win the Watson game. Sean Watson is so much better than than, than uh, Brissett that he could have overcome the poor defense. I, I, I agree with Bull because how many times have we seen elite quarterbacks cover for bad defenses? It, oh, all, all the time. Matt Ryan. I think the all Falcons the had the worst defense in the league, and Matt Ryan took him to the Super Bowl, won the MVP that year. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has done it in Green Bay. There's also a lot of examples of quarterbacks who can't do it and overcome bad defenses, but sure. we've had plenty of, even of elite if, quarterbacks. Even if they were You don't average. talk about the defense I, when the quarterback's I, that good. I get that, but even if they're average, this team is the, this team defensively is the one of the worst defenses in the league. They have been, yeah. So even if they would have played average, they, we could have won some of those games. Average. And they were it. talking about, G. Bush, they were talking about being the top-ranked defense in the league. Yeah. They're like, That's yeah. where we all over-speculated on this <laughs> yeah. team. We were buying what well, they were selling, and it was fools. I think ultimately the biggest disappointment is the secondary, because that was where we knew yeah. there were problems at defensive tackle. I agree with we that. We knew whole. linebacker yeah. was, yeah. Oh, you know, so yeah, we so. expected them to be good, hey. right? But we thought the secondary was going to be sensational. And if you want to drill down, and if you want to drill down even farther, the safety, the play, the, the safety play has been, 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 been terrible. JJ three's oh. been terrible. That signing's been awful. The J, the the jet sweep. Tyvis is in in our chat. He says the jet sweep. They ran a simple jet sweep with a receiver. This guy did get touched for 30 yards. No. And I'm looking around, and, and every time you see it, if you go watch all, all 22, watch how many times either John Johnson or Delpit are completely unblocked. And they don't make the tackle, and they're nowhere in they're the They're in the vicinity. wrong place. Right, right, right. I just, I don't, I don't get it. That it was that's one of the worst well, signings I've I seen mean, in years. Johnson, Delpit, Ward, Newsom have all been huge disappointments this year. All four of them. They've had moments. I feel like Ward's been okay at times. Newsom's play, played well at times. But you expected these guys to be top yeah, notch, and they yeah. haven't. Been. And, and but the safeties to me have been the biggest it's, disappointment. It's just of the defense. Hideous. 
They now, now look, that's the Jay. You talked about it. That's the that's that's why when you talk about okay, we got Deshaun Watson, we got all these other things, and you got a window. The worst thing that can happen is you figure out that somebody you thought was going to be good or an impact player turns sure. out to be but terrible. That happens all the time. The Browns are not unique. And by the way, like this idea that the Browns have at least, you know, I'm not talking about years and years ago, but like in the last 10, 15 years, there haven't been that many seasons where we thought the Browns were going to be good and let us down. I mean, for the most part, we thought they were going to suck. Well, until I, recent thought, years. I thought last year they were going to be better. last year. Certainly two, two thousand, I thought this year, they 2019 were be to now we all thought they was going to be good. Right. Every year. Every year. Well, but 2020, I think a lot of us thought they weren't going to be as good because they, they disappointed in 19. So in 20, they kind of surprised because Baker wasn't very good in 19. The team was – we thought they'd be good in 19. They weren't. Yep. And then they going were, into 20 – They were better in 20 than we thought. In 20, they were better than we thought. And then in 21, they disappointed again. But in the last – in the decade before that, we never thought they'd be any good. In fact, that year with Brian Hoyer, when they were 7-5 – that yeah. team looked like a four-win team. Yeah. And they fell apart after that because to Manziel got To me, that seems like ancient history. We, yeah. get, we yeah. get so caught up in yeah. the here and now. I just yeah. think the last three years in general, there have been a lot of, ex- there's been there a lot of excitement around this franchise, and they have delivered a big, but fat goose egg. I don't disagree. However, and I know it's easy to say, well, next year, next year, next year. I, we're going to see Watson for six games this year. And if he looks like the quarterback that he looked like in Houston – and he plays that way here, you know I what, think though, that's going to well, give us good reason for optimism for next year. I think year. that's an even bigger assumption as we sit here today because of what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Look at the quarterbacks in 2019 yeah. that were top-tier quarterbacks. Now, I know some of this has to do with age. Right. But Brady, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. They're all old. Somehow, the yeah. league has figured out what the offenses were doing, and they're unable to do it at the same rate. 16 to 19 to 16 last night. The game went to overtime. Russell Wilson three years ago against, I know Justin wasn't in the league three years ago or wasn't who he is today, but you're thinking that game's going to be in the, both teams are going to be in the 30s. And they, for long stretches of the game, yeah. it looked like they were just figuring out what they were running. In most of the young quarter- So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think You're Watson's right. going to be great. You're right. You don't but know. It's but a dangerous assumption to say, oh, he'll definitely be that same guy. Well, no. I'm not saying it's definite. I'm saying I think it's likely. And if he is, even if he's not quite as good, if every other quarterback is not quite as good either, that if he's not quite as good as we expect him to be, it's still okay. But, I don't know. I, most of the guys that are tail seem to be tailing off are older quarterbacks. Right. They are. Right. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I expect him to be... I'm not expecting him to be great right off he, the bat because you know he hasn't played in even, two years. I, I, you're right. The names I mentioned. Yeah. But even Josh Allen and Justin last night, I, th- I, I think he, he's been good this year. He hasn't been yeah. the same guy he was. Yes. I, I don't th- and, and, and matter of fact, I don't think Patrick Mahomes has been the same guy. And it's uh, two things. Number one, I – with the Watson thing, yeah, I have no expectation for these six games when he does come back. I, I don't know. He could be terrible. He's, right. he's been off for so long, and he's been thrown right into the deep end. He'll have some practice time leading up to it, but I have no idea what to expect. It could be awful, but that won't that won't. No matter what it is, if it's bad, it's still not going to stain what I think of next year. Like it's all on next year with a full off season, full OTAs, uh, full training camp. He's the guy. All of this What's their cap them. situation, though, for next year to go out and address these glaring weaknesses? Because well, they're, they're, they can't do it through the draft. They're 20 or $30 million over the cap right now projected to be, 
but they've got 50 million in cap space that they're rolling over. So I think they'll be, I think they'll be okay yeah, on the cap next year. I, but <laughs> they need, a, that scares me. They, they need, they need two defensive remember, tackles, two new safeties. Yeah, but you don't have to spend huge money I on know, every but, single guy. Remember, teams build through two avenues, right? The draft and free agency. We ain't got no draft game. Well, well they, they, got have, they, they have just draft first capital. Round they have draft capital, but let's face it. If you take a look at the picks that the Browns have made the last two years. Which we're doing tomorrow or Thursday. Just where are the impact guys? Mm. And we had first-round picks in those drafts. Zero. Well, I mean, fourth down, no so, impact. And, Bull, they and Bull, by the way, they've only had. You can build through the draft a lot less. Ex, it's, it's a lot less expensive yep. to build through the draft than it is to go out and hire established players at top dollar. Agreed, I don't but know you what can they're get guys in the second, third, fourth round and get good players. You can, but I haven't seen that yet. Yes. So we you're, you're, we, and you're well, hoping on something I mean, that hasn't materialized yet. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's elite a players they haven't got, but they haven't had a lot of high picks, you know. And I mean, it, it takes a couple of years for the lower round right. picks. I'm, and Martin Emerson's looked really good so far. Yeah, Emerson, he's, he's been I, I think Emerson's so been fine. Yeah. But I think Nick Harris was probably going to be okay, and then he got hurt. He was right, a lower yeah. round pick. DPJ's been fine. Your I, boy Kate fine. York. DPJ was a sixth-round pick. And I think David Bell will be okay. I know he's been on a milk carton. Oh I agree God. with that. He's done nothing. But receivers, Do we know why? Rookie receivers tend to take a little bit they, longer. Not know, anymore. Not anymore. Not the rookie, it used to be running backs could come into the league. Look at the last couple years, though, impact. Jason. The good Look guy. at Sky Moore. Where's Sky Moore? In no, the, there Kansas are examples City. of guys that have been drafted early. But we don't know that Sky Moore's going to be good either. But we've also seen in the last couple of years where guys that are rookies at wide receiver have come in. Chris Olave's having a big season. Garrett Wilson's doing well. Yes, fair. That's fair. But the, the I, I guess I was going to say, and Olave is a good example. He yeah. wasn't even a first round. Was he a first round pick? Yeah, yes. I think he was, yeah. yeah. So the first round picks, like George Pickens, I think it's going to be an animal. But his week to week, he's kind of up and down, up and down. Sky Moore, we haven't seen a lot of. David Bell, I put in that yeah. group. I think in time, back half of this season into next year, I think these guys are going to be Yeah, fine. I'm not saying he's so. done already. But, so. it, but there have been a lot of guys. Because David gonna, Bell wasn't a first round pick. Right. And, and, yeah. and going back to the defensive tackle discussion, you know, Togi has been a huge disappointment. Jordan Amazing. Elliott's been, a, and I think they were probably expecting to get more out of those guys than what they've gotten. And so, as we why. say, they haven't addressed it. They have. They just haven't got the production that they thought they were going to get out of their draft picks out of guys like Togi. They can't even get lined up straight, and they get blown off the ball. But the other thing that's really <laughs> interesting, it's not like you would know this better, and, and Tyvis would know this better. I don't see any exotic schemes defensively. No, no. Thank you, Jason. No, I'm not talking about the Browns. I'm not talking about the Browns. I'm not talking about the water bottle toss in the history. <laughs> it was more like a flash water bottle tosses. You know, I ain't got no arm. You know, thank you. But no, Talk no, no, down no. exotic defense. But no, as we're. It, He's right. I'm not just talking about, but as we're talking about the, the games are lower scoring and the offense and defenses is caught up. Well, how? Because, you know, it was obvious when offenses <laughs> spread five wide and started playing basketball on turf. You know, it was obvious where the change came. But I'm not seeing defensively like any Buddy Ryan schemes. Nothing. That, the so, defense is – Nothing. I, I think it's more about sloppy offense from some teams. You might be right. Because it I is don't, about defense. It's not like – it's a little of both. It, it, it's not like you can put your finger on this is why. And, and it's normally you know you can see – why? And I don't think we have the why yet. I think the scheme of, to, like, on how you stop Mahomes and these uh, Josh Allen and these guys that are yeah, throwing but Josh 35, Allen's having a monster season. He's, he, I don't think he's having the season he had last year. I don't know. He's going to throw for five. He's had a couple last games. Last year he threw 36 numbers. touchdowns. This year he's on pace to throw 51 touchdowns. Yards. How many yards? 
Last year he threw 4,400. This year he's on pace for 5,000. How do you know on pace? He's thrown for 2,000 yards already. Well, damn. Right? So, yeah, I've he, got my fantasy team. He's been pretty good. He did throw for like 500 against Miami. Uh, well, damn. Yeah, no, well, then listen, it all averages out. I think still, he had yards per game. I didn't think his numbers were over 400 Yards game. per game last year, Josh Allen 259. This year, 330. Wow, I wonder how much that has to do good with Lord. that they're just so much better on defense this year. Good Lord. They were really good on defense last year, They actually. weren't top ranked. They were I think top they, ten. I think they were top five, though. Hold I think we were top ten. Up, right now. up until the Chiefs game, they were pretty good. This is Yeah, yeah we, they were. We, hey, are we going to do Josh Allen trivia? is the highest. We're going to do trivia as oh, I'm looking okay, up no. this uh, point. Give me one, one sec. This dude. Well, go ahead. You got something? No. Oh. I'm just saying Josh Allen's completion percentage is better than the last year. So he's, he's better across the board. He's like MVP then. And the right Bills now, had the number yeah. one scoring defense in football last year. I'm sorry. What did you say? What, say it again. Bills had really? the number one scoring defense. What about yards per game? Yards per game. Number one. No kidding. I don't remember them being top ranked in both they were, last year. They were really good last year. And by the way, they're being top ranked in both. And by the way, just think about how 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 much the time period changes things. Go back when they drafted uh, Josh Allen. They were in the same boat as the Browns. They were us. Mm-hmm. They were both terrible. Yep. They both had the same weaknesses and long stretches between playoff. Yep. And, yep. and look what they did. And move forward. And look what we, we did. We move forward. And you can see exactly why. They didn't have the same weaknesses, though. Josh Allen's only weakness was his. No, his no, 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 no. He's talking about the organization. The Bills were. Oh, I'm the sorry. Bills when yeah, they yeah. drafted right. Josh Allen, where the Browns were. Yes. Obviously, yep. they were yes. at the top of the draft. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Jay, the big difference last year? Uh, Bills, 23rd stopping the run. This year, first stopping the run. Yeah, well, I know they're much better That's than the run. you got to stop the so, run. I, I'm Patrick surprised Mahomes they were also on pace one. for 17 more points per game last year. But they were 23rd left. against the run last year. Man, you can't be no Probably, higher. though, and sometimes those stats can be skewed because a lot of the Bills games, they were they had big leads, so teams are chucking the ball all over the place. I, don't, I always judge defenses by like some of the – analytics and some of the advanced stats because just going by yards is- no I like yards per run attempt yards per pass attempt that's more apples to apples because of course you would expect the Bills passing defense to be scorched because yeah. how many games were they up 35-7 right, right. you're gonna have a, a lot of garbage time so, Patrick Mahomes also on pace for a better season than last year wow, well, although his completion surprise is down me. a tiny tiny bit. that surprises me yeah are uh, you guys ready to play a little trivia here? Let's do it. We've got to read some Super Chats, and we'll close out with yeah. uh, a little Guardians talk. We'll run through these pretty quickly, but this is some Browns-Ravens history. We wish Jen well. We hope she gets better. Boy, She's not feeling under the weather. But, uh, Steve, let's take the first question. Uh, question number one. We're going to answer as a group here. What is the longest winning streak the Browns have ever had over the Ravens? One. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, I would say... Three. I, that's what I was thinking. I think it's three. Three. Three, wow. No. Going that high? No. swept them in it? That would constitute Joe, sweep. Uh, Joe Flacco is like seven, like he's like 19 and three versus the, the, the Browns yeah, big, all time. Big, big advantage. So like it, it, three losses. I know for one of them, the loss was way back in, I think 2004 or something. Um, I'm going to go with two, maybe possibly. Two? 
Two. Right, I went two. one, you guys went three. Alright, so two. Let's the say two. 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 Let's see. And you guys are smart. G. Bush. There we go, nice. baby. Nice. Well done. Two well done. Nice. 11 Good wins. Like, think how sad that is. <laughs> that, <laughs> I do. never beaten them three times that in a row. Pitiful. That's the city that stole that's, our team. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That, that has to be it. That, that, they stole our team. And they became good. How? How? Won two Super Bowls. How? That's right, so next, that's next question. How? So they changed depressing. owners. That's how. That's so, that so depressing. Painful. How many times have the Browns beaten John Harbaugh? Hmm. Is John J O H N or J O N? I, I copy and pasted from the email, which said J O H N. Yeah, that's right. Why do I think it's J O N? Okay. Um, you gotta four? get this question right now, Jay. Yeah, no. How many times have the Browns? Four. Four? I don't know why four sounds right. Uh, well, here's how the thing. How long has he been there? Been there over a decade. He 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 had Flacco. No, it's higher than four. Yeah, I think it's, it's higher, higher than four too. Yeah, I think he, have... I think he's lost. I would say. I think seven. he's lost three with, with Flacco, and I think he's lost two with Lamar Jackson. So you're going five. I would he said say, six or seven. I, would say I said six four. Or seven. You said five. What do you say? I would think five two. All right, let's go. But go you, five. It's you five. Go six. You said six. I think it's six or seven, but we can go five. Let's go five. Go five. He months. seems to be on this right now. Consensus is five. Consensus is incorrect. Oh, I was right. Four. I was right. right. John Harbaugh has four. Four. Four record. I'm an idiot for thinking seven. <laughs> so he only beat Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson lost once. He beat once. Lamar Jackson three times. They only beat Joe Flacco with Harbaugh once. Oh, wow. He beat Lamar Jackson three, three times? Three times? I can't even yeah. remember that. Wow. The Brown we had the graphic earlier in the show. Lamar is five and three against the Browns. Mm. Are you guys ready for number three? Wow. Let's take it. Steve? Keep me away from sharp objects. What is the highest scoring game in the history of this rivalry? Total, total, points. total points. Total points. Oh, that wasn't game there was a, Wasn't there a 38-35? Was ba that the game where the kick, the Dawson kick? No. Nah, there was a game where Baker was playing, and, and he came back. He kind of scored a touchdown, threw the ball against the stands. Um, yeah, wasn't that they, like 30, 40, 35? I thought it was. was I thought it was. That's I one think where Lamar 42. came back. Yeah, 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 that was, yeah, that was the game. Yeah. 42 what? 38 or something? 42, 39? I'll tell you guys this. You have the right game. Where yeah, Lamar you get the right score. Was it 80 question. points? Was it 80 points? Was it 42, 39? I don't remember. It was 42 a wild game. 42 was one game. of the right numbers. Yeah, 42. Is it 35? No, it was 80. less than a I'd touchdown. I'd say 80 points. Because he brought him back and they scored. Yeah. Wait, okay, wait. I remember John telling the story. They where needed a they touchdown. Needed... They needed a touchdown, I think, to win no. at the end, didn't they? No, the kicker, it was, it was, no. It was like, it was, I think they were within three. 42-41, 42-39. And then Lamar brought him back and they scored. Man, That's... I would say, I, I think you're 42 42-39. And, and they, had, they were winning, and, and I think Trace McSorley came in the game because Lamar Jackson went to the bathroom. Right, and then he came and back. Did, yes. Trace McSorley. Threw and a did, touchdown, didn't and he? Did, he got hurt. He McSorley got, got hurt. He got yeah. hurt. Then Lamar, Lamar Jackson. came back in. Right. Lamar Jackson threw a touchdown pass to a, in a broken coverage to somebody wide open in the end Correct. zone. Correct. You guys are all – you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Final I score think prediction. it's 38 That's what sounds familiar so to me. So you're going to go with 80? I'm going with 80. Instead of 81. I don't know. See, it, it all comes down to would have a field goal at the end tied it, or did they need a touchdown? I think they needed a touchdown. I thought they needed a touchdown, which would have made it 42-38. I remember Harbaugh telling the story about 
Tucker always jogs by him and like it, this is a great clip if you can find it, Mikey, from that game. It's a great clip of it was like a, a interview that Harbaugh did where he was going over his options and none of them were good. And the third string quarterback's like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. You've uh, got to is, find it. Let you, you well, here, pick, here's pick 80, 80. You guys are right with the game. You're right with one of the scores. The issue is you're way off on the other. Oh. Let's take it, Steve. The final score of the December 14th, 2020 oh, wow. game. The Ravens wow. won 47-42. We knew they needed a touchdown, though, right? Like, Well, that would have made it a, a field goal would have won it, 43-42. That's a tough one. Tough yeah, one. You, guys, you guys are right there. Just the specifics. Yeah, that was right. tough. Question number four. What former Browns kicker missed a field goal in 2011 AFC Championship that would have sent the Ravens and Patriots into overtime? What former Browns kicker? Oh, he wasn't playing for the Browns. Did Phil Dawson no. go on to kick for the Ravens? No. I think he went on to kick for the Patriots, though. Phil? No, he went to San Francisco. San Francisco. No, but didn't he go to... Do we? No. I thought, this is probably one of those. It's not Phil Dawson. Yeah. Okay. This I'm is one of those right trick ones who came here after that. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Is that is that possible? Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I actually didn't know when he played here. I'm, Jet, I think this is probably a kicker. No, he played He played before and after. Mm. According here? to his Wikipedia page. So he's here twice. I don't remember who that. I don't know who that no would be. That was, that was back in the Phil days. Phil was here from 2000 to... Maybe uh, Phil missed the game with injury he, or something? He played on three teams in 2009, and yeah. one of those three teams was the Browns, was according Phil, to Wikipedia. Maybe Phil missed a couple of games. Phil must have, and they signed yeah. him for a, just a brief minute. I can't think of who it is. 2011 kicker for the Ravens and Patriots? This is obscure as hell. No, not for both I'll give, I'll give you a hint. Lee Evans dropped a pass in the end zone that would have won the game on third down. Flacco I remember that, dime. Lee Evans. Lee Evans dropped the pass. They lined up for a 33-yard chip shot field goal that this player shanked. It was my freshman year of college. I was watching with the Ravens fan. I will never forget. Wow. I, I, I got nothing. No, nothing. I got nothing. Zero. You guys are going to kill yourself when you hear this. Let's take the answer. Seems a little extreme. <laughs> Billy Cundiff. Oh, Billy, Billy Cundiff. I don't ever got I don't that. even remember him being on the Browns. I do. I do. I remember Billy him Cundiff. being in Cleveland. All right, last but not least, question Oilers? number five. I mean, the, the, the Titans? Yeah. Cowboys. Which Browns player intercepted a pass and returned it for a franchise record 100-yard touchdown in the first meeting between the Browns and Ravens? Joe, Joe, was it Joe Hayden? In 2010. Which Browns player intercepted a pass and returned it for a record? It yards. is not Joe Hayden. It, no. Is not it Joe Hayden? Is it, is it, I want to say Bowden or... No, Hayden wasn't even in the league in 2007, was he? Hold hey, on, he was. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 2007? Hold on. Wouldn't he been a... Well, I thought he was drafted Don't put that. that question back up there. It's not, it's not Joe Hayden. It's not, Joe, it's He's not out. Joe Hayden. I should know this. Joe was, Hayden was not in the league in 2007. What year did he come what? in? 2010. It, so he returned it. He returned it 100 yards. 15 years ago. Oh, Lord. I mean, trying to remember a Browns cornerback from 15 years ago is tricky. You were in New York. Oh, tell me, tell me, it ain't, um, nerd. Good gracious, this is the tip of my tongue. Uh, G. Bush, I thought you had it earlier. You were on the right track. What did he say that made him on the right track? Yeah, what did he say? A specific name that started with the letter B. Bowden? Close. Baxter? Close. Not as close, though. Uh, 
I've never heard of this guy. I'll be honest. I don't know. Uh, I give up. Jesus, this is gonna <laughs> suck. Um, yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank. I was covering Ohio State. I was. Go ahead. Oh, Let's no. take it. I don't know who Rodney Poole is. Rodney Poole. We could have sat here until first pitch. Could that be more obscure, Rodney Poole? Very obscure. What's really obscure is that the dude from the Bills, Jordan Poyer, he was just here. He was. He was a nothing here. He was here. Just special teams. Jordan Poyer. And now he's, he's just special now. That's crazy. <laughs> See, that's what I'm hey, Jason, we do you have a know. super chat question directed right at you, though, real quick. It's okay. from Charles T. in Germany. Yeah. How much power does Paul D. have over locker room and players? Too much. Does coach really have the power to bench players? Did Paul D. say no DTs needed? Too much. No, I don't. I th- Paul, well, D. Podesta, I, I really don't think he has a lot of control over. Like, I think Andrew controls the draft and the, and the roster. Uh, I think Paul's role is sort of like to, it sounds kind of businesslike and hokey, but organizational structure and who to identify and strategy and stuff like that. I don't think it's necessarily picking players. I think Andrew's picking the players. Now, collectively, all three of them may sit down and say, we want to move away from But deep, someone deep breaks ties. Yeah. Someone told me that covers the league. Mm-hmm. This is a number of years ago. This is probably four or five years ago. That every organization does it by committee. You know, the, 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 the head coach has a voice. Yeah. What that voice is, sure. it varies organization to organization. Yeah. Some, the general manager, has a voice. But what this person told me is that every organization has a tiebreaker. And at the time, he believed that the person with the most power in the Browns organization was Paul. Now, maybe it's changed. Maybe he was he, wrong. He, but this he, is he what's did, interesting. He, he was hired prior to those dudes. But here's he the what it's step. been shrouded in mystery, too. Like, uh, they're, they're not real transparent on how this thing works. I mean, he's in, he, he's in San Diego half the week. Yeah. Which is yeah. a problem. And it's curious. Yeah. And, but, like. Didn't Holmgren try to run the Browns from Seattle? Yeah. But, but like, they didn't listen to him for years. Like, no, that's why I think no one knew what Paul – every suggestion Paul made, they didn't listen to him. Paul didn't want John Dorsey. It was never a John Dorsey. Paul certainly didn't want Freddie Kitchens. So so he's sitting in this ivory tower, and nobody's listening to him. And, and, until, maybe, and maybe that's when they gave him the keys to the castle. Until now. And, and I wrote that uh, the pandemic year. It's like they're finally listening to Paul DiBodesta. Like, Paul wanted Kevin – when they hired Freddie. Yep, yep. And and I was skeptical of Kevin then. I'm like, no one's talking to this guy. Why is what do you guys think you know that no other team in the league knows? Because nobody else is interviewing Kevin Stefanski except Cleveland. Yeah. And it turns out like I I obviously I went to bat for him yesterday. I like Kevin. I think he could be just fine. Like he's gonna be just fine. I wholeheartedly believe that. And uh, who was the, the the coach of the Bills? Paul wanted him. And they didn't hire him. Right. Yeah. He's the Oh, the guy, the head coach of the Bills yeah. now. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Sean McDermott. Right. And, He's and done so a great job. there's just like, so all of these things that the, that were like Dee Podesta was advocating for, Jimmy wasn't listening to him. So it's like, why do you got this guy here? Well, if you're you not- gave a few examples, but we don't know about individual player selection and draft. Like, he had to be getting his way at some point. Otherwise, why are you paying? Well, I can tell you there was a huge collision. Obviously, I don't think this is anything with Dorsey. groundbreaking. Well, with Hugh. 
He wanted yeah. nothing to do with analytics. Right, right. And and Dorsey even was was so Paul's biggest role is I think what we're talking about is is choosing identifying like Jimmy can't pick a coach and a GM. That's been proven. Well, and track so record. so I think that's Paul's role is finding leadership people, people in leadership roles and identifying them and like I think Paul was 100% Andrew and, and Kevin were 100% Paul. But in terms of like, we're going to go for it on third down, on fourth down, we're going to pick Kevin. that D tackle. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, now they may be a collective group, yeah. but I don't think Paul has that power. Yeah. I don't think he does. I, I think he has a lot of power where how they allocate their resources. I think they do sit in the room and say, you yeah. know what, on the pecking order, where would we slot this position? And defensive tackle and linebacker may be somewhere down on the bottom of the list, and they may sure say, looks like we're not going to spend over know. $5 million for this for these two Again, positions. Again, they drafted JOK pretty high. Second round. Second well, round. I mean, second round. I mean, that's pretty high. That's high. That's a second round pick. That's, you know, you can't spend significant. You know, most people, th- most analytics people don't think you should spend big money on guards, and they've spent big money on guards. That's that's the philosophical way you go about building so the I team. Don't, Where I, is football no. one? What is that? Where is football one? Typically, Up on front. the lines, in the trenches, it's at the point of contact. Okay, you, you can, well, if you're moving they, their guys back, yeah, you well, have a significant advantage at moving the football. Well, on the offensive line, they've done a good job, and on the defensive end, they've done a good job. Defensive tackle, they haven't. They've drafted some guys mid-round. They haven't spent any money there. We'll see, and it does make a difference. I mean, I, you know, if you look at the Bengals' run defense. Last year, they run deep. Two years ago, they run defense stunk. Mm-hmm. Last year, their run defense was was good. First couple of games this year, Bengals had a good run D. Last two games, their run D hasn't been good. You know why? Because DJ Reader was hurt two years ago. He played last year. He played early this year, and then he got hurt again. Yep. And that's what. Now he's a star defensive tackle. Doesn't get tack, Doesn't get sacks. But one good player in the middle can make a difference. So yeah, it matters. And the Browns have blown it at that position. Again, I think they get blinded by the glamour of the big name. When you think, except for the offensive line, they they have not used that philosophy there, but they went, their big splashes over the last couple of years, what have they done? The OBJ move, the Landry move, even the move for Deshaun Watson. These are the shiny objects. And that's ownership. That's owners. Is it? Oh, yeah. I I said yesterday, Dorsey didn't want OBJ. Because he knew, like, it was all the headaches that come with him. That was all a Jimmy move. I'm still, like, I, I get yelled at every time I say I think Deshaun was owner-driven. and and the Who I, yells at you, fans or someone inside the organization? No, in the building, saying Andrew was on board first. Andrew was on board before anyone. So, whatever. But uh, Mike and I were having this conversation in text yesterday. Exactly what you're talking about is how you go about building a team, regardless of the sport. Football probably more so because it's 22 guys is – uh, Chuck was saying was when he was here earlier, it's so many, but it's not just the big name and it's not, that's fantasy football draft. Of sure. Give me the biggest name. What's his numbers. Okay. Well, we want those numbers on our, that's not how it works. That's not how team building well, it's works. Not how it's supposed to work, but it feels like well, that's but, how this team has been. But built. I don't agree with that because you have to have a big name. You want a big name at quarterback. 
That's what you want. Sure, but you do need that. But, but where else do they have but, big names? No, but I mean, Jay's talking well, about OBJ, OBJ and Jadavian and some well, of these other big names that they've brought in. But where first it's of all, Landry, OBJ, Jarvis Landry was a big name. He's a good wide receiver. Landry made a splash when when we signed Landry. The excitement was off the charts. Yeah, but he's he's not a star. He was never a he star. He was, but you no, can't. He wasn't. He was what, was a, what was the stat he on Landry? He had three straight seasons of. He's a good receiver. Uh, like, over 100. But you guys catches. are complaining they don't yeah. have enough good receivers. Now we're going to complain they spent money on Jarvis Landry. What we're saying is, yeah. it seems that the organization has become intoxicated with these big splash signings that temporarily appease the fan base. But yeah. let's face it, what they've produced is not what they I, were the, the I point think the only examples of that are, in my opinion, are Odell and Deshaun Watson. Bil- team building is not go get the biggest name. That's well, not- the Rams did, and they just won a Super Bowl. That was the piece they were missing. So if you're one piece away, it works. Didn't we all think the Browns were a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl? I'm not. Yes. I was all for getting Deshaun. Yeah. Okay. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. that necessarily. I'm just saying. But so what's the other example? I mean, Odell's a few five years ago now. I mean, that's old news. I'm just saying the ownership group in this town and yeah, he's a clown. In two of the in two of yeah. the sports yeah. is the Cavs are the same way. It was just obsessed with names. Right, right, right. When the press conference. That's not how you build a team. That's the only no. point I'm trying to make. Right. It's not necessarily go get the biggest name, go get the biggest numbers. I remember when they when the Cavs got Tim, Timmy Fimozgov, and like there was other guys, other big names that they could get. I remember talking to Griff, and Griff's like, "We don't need that. Like, we need that guy. No one may know who he is, but he's seven feet tall, and he takes up the entire door frame when he walks yes. in the room. What he does That's is what we what need. We need. I, I think. I think. Well, that's because they already had the big. I, I think. I think. Yes. Of course, of course, you need big names. Yeah, right. Of course, you we'll need get, star we'll get, power on a team. But that's not the only way. You better that not we'll neglect we'll the, the guys in the trenches yes, for the yes. guys. But we'll they're get, not. What we'll gets caught up and missed yeah. all the time is you have to develop. That's a major problem with the Browns. The, the Browns, it don't matter if you get a guy from over here at another team or you draft a guy. You still have to develop the guys. I still haven't seen the Browns consistently do what other teams do. Well, Bill Fourth, Callahan has. Four, yes, he can do that, and I'll give if him we credit. Had, if we had guys that could develop ta- ta- uh, defensive tackles and linebackers the way Callahan has linemen, because, guys, there's been times where we've sat right here in the studio and said, oh, they're screwed this weekend. they got to start this one or that one or this one. They come out here and we're like, Wow. They that, grade out in 90% again. That just goes to show you how important development is because they lost to Center Harris, and now this, the center we is a the top center right now. Poaches is a, a top Poaches center. has been fine. Yeah, he he's has. been fine. And I attribute that to Callahan. Yeah, oh, Two points for sure. real quick, and we got to get the final take. He was a bust. Uh, he speaking was. of grades, Miles Garrett, the highest-rated player in the league last week. By oh, PFS. of course. Of course. Um, I can sec- tell you that without watching the game. Secondly, do you guys remember the Eagles when they signed, like, Nominee Asamoah and Vince Young? And yeah. They, they call themselves the dream team. Oh, to yeah. To Jason's point, yep. you can win the press conference. It does not lead to wins on the field. It is 1 o'clock. Nominee Asamoah. What a, what a weird career. Yeah, but that again, the Rams had. did it last year, and it worked. The Browns are not. It's since, the exception. Since Andrew Berry's been here, and you don't even think it's a, he wanted them, Deshaun Watson is the only splash move they've made. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't know. I, it certainly feels like and, an ownership-driven thing to and me. And again, there were a lot of splash moves made this offseason to get wide receivers. Should the Dolphins not have traded for Tyreek Hill? I don't, I don't know. Well, that you was know. the Browns' splash move was before Watson was to sign Amari Cooper. Yeah, but yeah. that's a splash move. But should, do you not want them to get a receiver? I don't understand. No, so what is, I don't, what's the point? You're missing my point what altogether. Is, what is it? Explain you it. absolutely have to have these guys. Yeah. What I'm saying is they've put too much emphasis on having 
Miles Garrett. Now, I know that through the draft, but Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, these are all marquee names. Yeah. If the Browns were a Broadway show, what names would you put on the marquee? And they they have collect they've had a lot of those guys over the last couple of years. A lot of them have not panned out. Odell here, big disaster. Landry had his moments, but in general, I don't think he lived up to what the hype was for him coming in. I don't know. He was a good receiver I, coming here. I he, thought he was a really productive receiver coming. He was. In. But we never got that kind of production by, by, out of by, him. by the way, we, we laugh and joke all the time. The year in 2019 when we say they were all trash, uh, Nick Chubb had 1,000 yards. Odell had 1,000 yards. Nick should have run the rushing title. Should, Jar- yeah. Jarvis Landry had 1,000 yards. I don't, yeah. I, don't buy, I don't buy that the Browns have too big a problem with studs and duds. All these contracts they've signed, we've all been in favor of them, except for Njoku, and so far that's been pretty good. And I told I you. Love, I didn't love the Denzel I told Ward signing you, at all. I was the only one that day who didn't love that. All right. That Njoku, I, <laughs> I told y'all. I told you he's going to be if a we're going to do final takes, we got to get him in now. Yeah, let's go. No, I, we don't need, I don't need to do one. We're, we're late on time. It's fine. We've got seven minutes left if we want to use it. We can talk guard if we want to go back and yeah. final thoughts guardians. on guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry about the rain out. Stop whining about it. There's no conspiracy in Major League Baseball to screw over. Yes, uh, we, uh, we all agree Major League Baseball and the TV networks would rather have the Yankees win, and it's going to be sweet if we could stick it to them when they don't. However, there's no conspiracy to screw over the guardians last night. It was raining. What the hell are you, what the hell are you going to do? Uh, hopefully they can win this game without Shane Bieber, so he's good to go uh, against the Astros in game one tomorrow. But ultimately, it's got to be all, all hands on deck. doesn't matter what you have left for the Astros if you go, don't get to beat the Yankees and take on the Astros. He's got this five is, months to rest. I, I got to tell you, I have never been more, more – I was just thinking about this before. I have never been more excited – uh, wanted a team to win more that I didn't grow up rooting for. Like, besides the Cubs and Bengals and, like, St. John's back in the day it, with Chris Mullen 30 years ago, 40, 40 years ago, I'm so old. Uh, I have never been rooting for a team more than I am for the Guardians today. I want them to win this game so bad, just like everybody else out there. I'm, I'm glad that it's coming up finally at 4 o'clock. It's supposed to be nice in New York today. Let's go. Get it done. I think they're going to win. What he said. Uh, The only thing I'd add, I agree, like, the conspiracy thing is nonsense. And we said it earlier in the show. If baseball really was trying to finagle something for the Yankees, they would have canceled the game at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock. And instead, the Guardians were the ones pushing. The Yankees wanted to cancel it then. The Guardians were the ones pushing. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's try. And they did. And they did. Baseball waited. They tried. They tried as hard as they could for as long as they could. And finally, at 9, 930, whatever it was, as Jay said earlier, Brian Cashman came out and said another storm sort of developed and something broke off it. There's nothing they could do. They can't play a game at midnight. They waited as long as they could. I don't like it either. I said earlier in the show yesterday I liked their chances to win 85%. Today, 73%. I'm not <laughs> as high on them. Let's go. 77. But I still think they're going to win. Is your son going again today? Yeah, he'll be there. I feel the only people I feel bad for are the fans that sit there for hours. No, feel sorry for me because I'm on the air from four to five (laughs) thirty. Wait, Jay, Jay, question, and this is serious. I saw a couple people on Twitter, including my friend. They paid for tickets and parking yesterday. Did not get a refund and/or ticket to today's game. Did Corey have to buy another ticket? Well, Corey's. um, What do you mean? Don't get a ticket. Corey's in the in the owner's box for the Guardians. Yeah. Oh, so he's fine. Whoa. Well, he's so I've talked a number of times on yeah. the show about my cousin who is um, really Blitzer's big contact with the with the Guardians. Right, yeah. He's the one that negotiated on behalf of Blitzer. Um, they're the same age. They were both super tremendous athletes. 
they've been very close their whole lives, and he yeah. works and lives in in nice. New York. So he's uh, having my son uh, as okay. As so a take care of the equation. So how yeah, I, I can't tell you. Why would you have to buy tickets? If yeah, I've never heard of that before. The tickets Those tickets are transferable. My buddy you, said he had to. He's paying your buddy's for a smoking something. Ticket. You got to pay for parking again. Yes. But you shouldn't should have, not have, have to won't pay have to pay for, for that ticket What if again? you bought a, t- a ticket secondhand? Mm. That's the one. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. It should still transfer. It's still a valid ticket. Those yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't, it, I'm, it, just, I'm just saying what, what I was friend's told. Your full of crap. I've or, never heard of that. Or is uh, it dope? I saw Hayden Grove tweeted it out, too. That he Let me tell I got to say, Mikey, no offense, but we've met some of your friends already on uh, the video. They weren't the sharpest tools in the shed. I don't know. I don't. Can any. I can't think of an. This example where that ticket wouldn't be now the parking. Though. What are you going to do? Parking, you're out. You got to pay. Don't own again. the parking right. lot. I don't yeah, think. Park, yeah. so parking, you're out. Yeah, not parking, that they give you out. your money back anyway. Because uh, you even get if the game doesn't happen, you get refunded your money automatically. If right. it, I mean, like if, it, if you bought tickets to a game five and there is no game five, they refund your money. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what kind of shady ticket dealer he went to. But him and Hayden Grove both tweeted. Well, my buddy texted me and I saw Hayden tweeted. So what if you if you buy tickets from somebody off the street, right? They're the original purchaser. So you buy that one ticket, you go to the game. Is rained but out. You can't it, even buy hardcore hard tickets anymore. No, they don't it's have all them. Online. It's all on apps. So now, now maybe. Uh, okay, now here's how I, here, I bet this is what happened. That ticket was initially issued to the owner, the original buyer of the ticket. That's right. what I meant. If you buy that ticket and you tra- or you sell that ticket and you transfer it to someone, send them email. The next time that ticket is reissued, it's going to go to so the original, original buyer. buyer. So shouldn't that guy send the ticket? I guess he should. But what should. do you think they're going to do? You yeah. think you're going to get a hold that's of him? That's pretty messed up. Oh, that's, so, I'd sue him. I'd sue him. That's, I will find. I, it. I'll text you guys. I bet that's what happened. I guarantee that's what happened. Yeah, I mean that's the only. thing. those tickets are being reissued, they're being reissued to the original owner. Owner. He yeah. sent him and that email. Like, he's sitting with that ticket, and he can either use it or sell it again. He's selling that boy. But yeah, that's a shady loophole. Oh, absolutely. That's, and, I, will, I will get back. We'll have an update tomorrow. I bet that's what it is. And, I will get and back he's going to sell it for a higher price, too, because it got rained out. The anticipation is better yeah, now. Yeah, I, I bet that's what happened. <sighs> Dang, I bet this you will happen. So that you know what? That's that's a lesson to folks out there. You better buy the ticket originally. First hand. If, if you sell it, or if you buy a ticket that's already been issued to somebody else, yeah. I suppose during a rainout. You're subject to being. Can that you imagine sucks. those tickets were going for in the thousands? Thousands. Can bro. you imagine you spent two thousand dollars for a tick last night? You sat in the rainstorm for three hours, parking, and you got nothing. Parking a hundred. I mean, I would assume if you're willing to spend that money on a ticket, you got a lot of money. But two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Hey, hey, you don't have a lot of brains. Hey, somebody take two thousand dollars. I don't care how rich you is. Like that's that's, that's a chunk. You don't want to lose gonna that. Take that from me. I got I got World Series tickets at Wrigley Field. Uh, for games four and five, yeah. and I was able to get them face value. How? How? I just had a connection that Man, had you were, connection to tickets. You should very lucky. You shouldn't say well, that. Must, it must have been a great friend See, because I was at those games. Those tickets were going. It's for not somebody I'm that close with. Money. But they I hate didn't, these people. Yeah. Y'all be knowing people. You can't say I got it for face value. Like you was just you had it. Like you could go somewhere. It, you got to have this small disclaimer. I know people. That's for, what it should say. For, in game, for game five, I was sitting in the back row. Of Wrigley Field, which is not Wrigley Field is not that high, but it was it was a high. I think it was 150 bucks. That's sick. I don't know how you did yeah. that. I really don't. All right, we're out of time. 22 hour break. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, we're sitting here tomorrow, yelling Let's and screaming about the Astros and the Guardian series, which would be tomorrow night. That like would be tomorrow Yankees. night. <laughs> After Yankees, they, they were chanting that at the Browns After game. Yankees. And even the Patriots fans in attendance were joining. Yeah, they were. Did you guys hear the chant for Harrison Bader in center field? No. No. 
I, I, oh, I, I, I didn't know if it was coming across on TV or not. Oh, yeah. But they were they were chanting Master Bader. Yeah. And, and he actually turned around and made a gesture to the crowd yeah. that you go for, I guess, what I'm the sure you heard that a time It wasn't a finger, it was yeah. an action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Go, Guardians. Go. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.